Nick Hart from Backstreet Boys. Shout out to Boy Band Break. It's Chris Kirkpatrick here. Shout out to your podcast, Boy Band Break. Hey everybody, this is Howie D, and I'm listening to Boy Band Break. Hi, Ashley Parker Angel here. Huge shout out to the Boy Band Break podcast. This is Brad from LFO, and you are listening to Boy Band Break. Hey, what's up? This is Jacob. It's Dan. What's up? It's Trevor. And it's Eric Michael, and it's time for Boy Band Break, baby. Let's go! Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. Welcome back. Woo! All right. So I had this idea a couple of weeks ago because I never go on Instagram and I've been trying to get on Instagram a little bit more. I still suck at it. But I was scrolling through and 98 Degrees shared this post. Um, Obviously there's no sound and it says, today we are taking it back to the year 2000 to celebrate the 22nd anniversary of our album, Revelation. Comment with your favorite track below. So, and then it has some pictures, some MTV thing they were at. It's like long, they were doing interviews. Look at them and they're, 22 years ago, glory. Mm-hmm. How about that? Look at that. Even your fave. I'm <laughs> tripping on the sense. Anyway, so there you go. So that is what inspired this. So I was like, you know what? I don't think we've actually reviewed a 98 Degrees album. Yes, we did. Yes, 98 we and Rising. So then I was like, ah, we've done one. So yes. Yeah. So we have not done the full list of 98 Degrees um, albums and figured, you know what? Why not? So... Uh, today we are talking about Revelation. Uh, so Revelation is the fourth studio album by American boy band 98 Degrees, released September 26, 2000. The album, the, sorry, this is from our lovely Wikipedia. Love this. Are name. you sharing the screen? I am not going to share the screen. Okay. I don't think people need to see this. Okay. Uh, the album features the hit single, Give Me Just One Night. Ooh, One night which became their highest charting, which became their highest charting single as a lead artist, peaking at number two on the Billboard Hot 100, staying there for two consecutive weeks. The album, the album debuted at number two on Billboard 200, selling 276,343 copies in its first week, making Revelation the band's best charting album and highest first week sales on the Billboard 200. That's really cute. It was a revelation. Why is this cute? Because Backstreet Boys didn't sing to American Million in the day. But, but still, that is amazing, amazing numbers. Kudos, 98. Uh, according to Nielsen Soundscan, the album ended up selling 2.5 million copies in the U.S. alone. At the time, Gimme Just One Night on a Noche became the most added top 40 single in history mm. with 170 ads on radio in its first week, wow. allowing the song to debut strongly at number two on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming the highest charting single in its debut week by a boy band, a feat that is yet to be surpassed by any other boy band to date. What? I don't understand that, but yes, okay. Hmm. So I What's guess the boy band has debuted at number one. They... Okay. I... I have no way of checking this, but I will... Explain the stat to me again. I will read the line again. It says, Ononoche became the most added top 40 single in history with 170 ads on radio in its initial week. So I guess that means it was added to 170 stations. Okay. 
uh, in its first week, allowing the song to debut strongly at number two at the Billboard Hot 100, becoming the highest charting single in its debut week by a boy band, a feat that is yet to be surpassed by any other boy band to date. What's an ads? Adding. I think that part is irrelevant. You think that no other boy band has debuted higher than number Number two? two? That's what I think they're saying. In the first week only. Interesting. Okay. It seems odd, but apparently it's true. Oh. Kudos, 92. Good for them, you know? Like, ups, Good big job. ups to them. Nick, mm. Jeff, Justin, and Drew. Good job, guys. So, job. Uh, this album was released September 26, 2000. It was recorded February to July 2000. Um, it's it, blue and okay. it has them standing around in a semicircle. Here, I will show looking you kinda, what the picture looks like. Uh, forlorn? I don't know. What's this, What's this emotion forlorn. that they're doing? That is a boy band pose. They're probably like, use your smoldering look. Yeah. And then we have like a little peak of the 98 degree tattoo coming off of Jeff's arm. Yes. Justin's wearing a fedora. Of course. Nick is wearing a body hugging sweater with a a wide neck staring standing off in the background. Boat neck. And then Drew is gazing off facing the other way. Jeff's face looks hilarious. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway, so we have made notes. We have things that we are going to do our traditional. Let's read the name of the but song. We're just going to say our notes and we're not going to go that long. Yes, you got it. Okay, sure. I don't think we normally do, but okay. Sounds good. Okay. We, normally, so, we, we don't normally do an hour and 17 minutes later. Um, also, I'm going to point out that I also asked in a group that I belong to called Still Loving 98 Degrees, if they have any favorite songs or favorite memories, I'm going to save that till the end because Good I job. don't want it to like take away from what, you know, to sway what your favorite songs okay. are. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to... That could not possibly happen. Just to see. You know what? I haven't actually even read all of the comments yet, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. All so right. there you go. All so, right. Uh, okay, so let me just pull up my notes. Do you have what? your notes pulled up? Yes. Let us begin at us the begin Wikipedia the article. first song. Because loves to read off who made what. Okay, so the very first song. Give me just one night. Una noche. Okay, so that was written by Anders Begg, Anthor Bergeson, and Claudia Ogdegail. Again, My favorite part is you reading the names. I wonder if these people were in Europe somewhere. Uh, the producers were Beg and Anthor. Uh, yes, it doesn't say where these people are. What? Are you serious? Sweden. That from explains Sweden. it. So okay. They're Swedish. So there you go. Um, 98 Degrees was not under the Lou Rain, right? They no. did their own thing. No. Town Records, buddy. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so uh, most of the album seems to be Beg and Anthor as the producer. But I was That's right. so funny. I don't know why. All right. So give me just one night. Una noche. Let's start with that. Uh, my comment is. Wait, classic. are we? How are we doing it? Sorry. Yeah, it's me, usually Sophia, Diane. Di- don't we usually finish with Diane? No, we finish with you because then. No. No, we always you. start with Chinzia. Oh, who do we end with? You or Diane. I can't remember. 
I think we end with Diane. We end with Diane. Yeah, I think okay. it's Diane that we end with. Yeah. What are we doing for this particular episode? Cynthia, Sophia, Lydia, me. Yes. Okay. 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 All right. All right. So uh, I said it's a classic. It's fire. It's a fire song. Good song, man. One night, you know, it was a hit. It was on the radio everywhere. So mm-hmm. excellent song. Good job, 98 Degrees. I basically wrote the same. Catchy song. Love it. Great to sing along to. Amazing in concert. I wrote so good. Freaking banger. Sexy AF. Can't help but get up and dance to this one. In concert, Lydia gets very excited when the song starts playing. It's a good song. Um, arguably, 98 Degrees is best song, yes. in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Um, Fair. 98 Degrees is very open about the fact that they don't dance. They don't really do the upbeat thing. Um, I personally always feel a little awkward, even I do now, reviewing 98 Degrees albums, because like technically there's nothing wrong with them. I know. They're talented. The songs are good. I just... I'm not a ballad person. I know. Typically. So I find it hard to like think of positive things to say because I'm just like, this song is technically good. Like I have no, there's nothing about it that I can particularly pick out to say like, this is my problem with it. It's just, I don't really like ballads. But this song is not a ballad and one of their only upbeat songs and therefore it is one of my favorites yeah yeah it's uh um, okay, so i just want to say so again as we always say before we uh get to any of this stuff our is that these are our opinions everybody has their own opinions and um we all like kind of like different things again i'm not very ballady either why are you looking balance? at me? I'm like, yeah, like I'm like. It oh depends on it depends on the man. song, I think. Um, and prior to this album review, I have not actually listened to this whole CD before. Like I had heard a couple yeah. of the singles on air, so these were like the first time. Whoa, I yeah, so like the rest yeah. of the album just goes downhill from here, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say fair. Yes. After this disclaimer we gave, I can fairly say that. Okay. I think. Well, anyways. There may be like I four actually, good songs on the album, guys. Four good songs. So we'll see. Okay. Well, wow. Okay. Um, so moving along. So the next song is The Way You Want Me To. The Way You Want Me To. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize this Wikipedia article also gives you who the lead vocals are. So that's pretty cool. So oh. forgive me just one night, Nick Lachey and Jeff Timmons. Uh, well, that's so, obvious. <laughs> you know what? You know what's interesting, though? And is in the video, that, it's obvious. Okay, well, yes. But what's interesting is that I find that the more that we see boy bands, the more that we can start, like, differentiating their different voices and stuff. Uh, yes. That it's like, so now, like, as I was listening, listening to this album, I was like, ah, there's, there's Jeff. And there's like, oh, there's Nick again. And then whatever, right? So I thought that was kind of interesting. I feel like that's like the more you see somebody, the more okay things happen. Um, but also, Chris, uh, we had mentioned previously that he was on the Masked Singer as the Hummingbird, uh-huh. and he had made a comment in his thing saying that like my fans know my voice, so yes. regardless if whatever I'm wearing, that people will still be able to pick you out. Yeah. So like the yes. hardcore fans are still so yeah, which is fair assessment. Fair assessment. So, anyways, moving along, 
Uh, so next song is The Way You Want Me To. The lead vocal is Nick Lachey. Uh, this was written by Nick Lachey, Andrew Lachey, which I believe is Drew, but I've never, yes. never heard him referred to as Andrew. Me either. So yeah. me either. Makes sense. That is obviously his name, but yeah. okay. So uh, Anders Baggy, which is the Swedish guy, and Anthor Bergeson, also from Sweden, Sweden and uh, they are the two producers as well. So I went with, I said, sorry, I said it's upbeat and catchy. I'm like, I recall singing along to this song in concert. And then I was wondering if it was a single because I was like, why do I know this song? Or do I only know this song because they perform it in concert? Maybe because of the concert. I'm trying to see if I can But it could be both. You know what? It doesn't say what the singles are. That's really bizarre. This is a very oh yes no. Uh, it was not a single. Okay. So anyways, what? I liked it. <laughs> I put a star beside it. I enjoy that song. So there you go. The way you want me to. So I put fun, catchy, upbeat song. Love it. Good sing along song. I put pretty good, good beat, nice harmony, not bad. Right. Just yeah. a disclaimer about the album being shit and you gave it a semi-okay. It's just it's just not bad. Okay. What she, she said, said it's going, going downhill. downhill. So okay. she didn't say Yeah. That's um cool. Yeah, I kind of agree. Having also never really listened to this album all the way through, um I was pleasantly surprised that this was another like semi-upbeat song. Um but like in comparison to Una Noche, you like can't you can't, they did because they put them back to back, spread yeah. it out. Yeah, they, mm. then maybe if it's after a few ballads, I'll be like, ooh la la. But no, you put it right after that one, and I'm like, well, this is just not as good as the other one. I'm not no. comparing; they're comparing. Don't put two songs like that back to back. What are you yeah. doing? Like Diane has talked about this in <laughs> yes. the past about how the album has to have a feel. Right, it has to you have to you know start off good, end off good, you know, make it flow. Yeah, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you. In or you, you're feeling things like if right after Una Noche, I'm on a high, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah! right, and I can maybe understand like I don't know if anyone's watched How I Met Your Mother, but like. <clears throat> There's a whole episode about how Barney has like a get hype mix and it's just like he's like most people think that get hype mix has to have like ups and down like ebbs and flows but his is just all up Hmm. and I can understand in a sense that you kind of I mean, I'm sure like NSYNC has done it and whatnot, where you like follow up a banger with a banger. Like you, yeah. you follow up bye 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 with it's gonna be me. Like the yeah. you know, but then you have to like dip into something slower. And if you're 98 degrees and you don't have a lot of up tempo songs, yeah. then no, do not follow up a banger with a with another, another tempo song. You gotta spread it out because then by the end of your album, I'm snoozing. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's a fair. If that's your album's all up tempo, cool. Or like mostly up tempo, then yes. But like you, 98 degrees as a band, have to know your identity. Yes. And like Una Noche 
couple nice songs, maybe something mid-tempo right after would have been good. Yeah. You know? Right. No. And then couple ballads then this then yeah. i would be like Ooh, you yeah know? yeah yeah i can see I, it i see no, it you're forcing me to compare una noche to i can't even now remember the name of this song uh the way, way you, want you want me to, to. and it's just not me. as good it's still decent i don't i didn't dislike it it's yeah. just not as good as una noche and you're making me compare the two because they're back to back yeah it's sorry just... is your lighting dark yeah chindi is doing some sorry oh, okay no, sorry foolery around here yeah oh, okay sorry did you find what you needed to find no i didn't sorry it might be just insane so Maybe you are insane but that's okay yes uh okay um so would you like to move on to the next I song i would be delighted to move on to the next song <laughs> so the next song is called stay the night uh lead vocals are nick lachey and jeff timmins uh again Baggy Ferguson uh, wrote it along with Reed Vertolene and Bag and Arnthor produced it. Okay. Oh, this one, there was an American producer. Anyways, uh, Stay the Night. So I said, it gives me Westlife vibes. And I'm try- I was trying to find the song that it reminds me That's of. That's what you're doing. And apparently this song doesn't exist or it's just in my head or I have the lyrics wrong. So it's like that, you know, that like, oh, I can't even sing it anymore. It's like the, the lyric has gone from my head. It sounded, sounded Westlife-y or Christmassy. It was slower. I thought it was a pretty good song. Um, so yeah, I kind of like this. You know that like, say you will be. Say a little prayer to say you will be there. No, I say a little prayer. And I say a little prayer and that you will all be there. <laughs> that one? Does is this a song? Am I not like am I insane? This is the song that came into my head when I heard this song. I feel like it it's is not a song. The same song. So what you're saying is you listen to the song and, and your brain imagined a more fun song. song. No, it just thought this is another <laughs> I, it was another slow song, but it's like a nice, like, ah, oh, it's like a nice song. It sounded nice. I don't know. Anyways, I like this song. It was pretty cool. There you go. Um, I wrote, not bad, but also, oh my gosh, when is this song going to end? Fast forward. I wrote, Harmony's ballad, it's okay, kind of met. Chins definitely won't like this. Oh, oh I, wow. I the confusing I parts. Yeah, this is, I guess, I was off. You normally hate ballads, but I guess this one reminded like you a, of something da, else. Da, 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 Maybe you just yeah. like the I other know, song that you're thinking me. of. I, I liked this song, too. I thought it was a pretty good song. There was nothing wrong with the song. It just isn't for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just nice. It sounded nice. It was appealing to my ear. I wasn't like offended by it. You were not offended by it. I maybe you know what? Maybe even stick this song because it's a good song. It's a good song. Uh, Between those two up tempo songs to sort of you know spread shit out. Spread it out. Yeah, that's true. Fair. We all talk, Chinzia. Okay, moving along to the next song. She's just obsessed with this thing. Now it's stuck in my head. Okay, anyways, this song is called, <laughs> the next song is Yesterday's Letter. 
Uh, lead vocals, Drew Lachey, Nick Lachey, Jeff Timmons. Uh, Drew, Jeff, uh, Baggy, and Brigason wrote this song, and Bag and whatever, and Thor. How the hell do I say this word? Arn? A-R-N Thor. Arn Thor? Bag and Arn Thor. Arn Thor? Arn Thor. So there you go. They said it. I said it had a very sad and depressing start. Um, oh, I know this. You can just walk away. I'll never hide the way I feel for you. So it's, um, sorry, I'm just trying to find the lyrics here. Yesterday's letter, yesterday's number five. Letter. It's in a different order. I know. Is it number four? Um, okay, so this was it. So I guess this is kind of like a breakup song. So... They're like, you know, they're like, they're no longer part, they're apart now, and they're trying, he can't forget the words that you said, and all this other stuff. So he can't hide his pain. So he wrote this letter, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I said it was kind of sad. And depressing. Kind of followed through, so, yeah. Um, I wrote slow song, not bad. I wrote, it's a ballad, kind of somber. I'm not really sure what story this is actually trying to tell. Okay. What is it trying to tell? Um, it's been a long week, and I found it very hard to focus yeah. on this song after it started. I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how I felt about it. The there was nothing standout <laughs> about it to me. Sorry, man. Okay. I'm sorry. I, no, and it sounds bad. Like, I'm trying to, like, think of something positive. Again, it wasn't bad. It's not that the song is bad. I, and maybe the lyrics are beautiful if I was, like, in a better frame of mind to, like, really take them in and listen to them. Yeah. But I just couldn't get into it. No, me neither. And maybe it's just because, like I said, it's been a long week. Yeah, no, All it's... Good yeah. Fair. All good in the Fair. All right, so the next song after yesterday's letter is called He'll Never Be, bracket, What I Used to Be to You. So lead vocals are Nick Lachey and Jeff Timmons, and then there is a spoken vocal by Justin Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was written by Jeff Timmons, uh, Carl Sturkin, and Evan Rogers, and Sturkin and Rogers produced it. Uh, Sturkin and Rogers are New York-based uh, producers and songwriters. So I wrote, uh, it was upbeat, and I said, it's dissing the new guy. This new guy is not as good as the 98 Degrees gentleman. Um, and then I said, we gave you all my love. What were you thinking of? Was it just a game? So he's like, so he's very hurt that this chick has left him for some other dude. And he's like, what the hell? Like, I was amazing. What, this guy's not going to be able to do all this stuff. Like, I gave you all my love. What are you thinking of? Guess it was just a game. Guess it's all the same to you. It's too late to try again. The story's at an end. It's time for moving on. Now what you going to do? So anyways, I was, it was like an upbeat breakup song, I guess. So there you go. So that's what my thoughts were on that one. Okay, I wrote upbeat song, not bad. Um, although I like the first two songs better on this album. I like the lyric where it's like, if you want to play the fool, I'm like, that's cute. That's a good yeah. one. Mm -hmm. um, a good song about post-breakup. Yeah. Um, it's something different, which is good. They did mm -hmm. break up, as I said. 
you know, we did two up tempo, then we did two ballads now. So they didn't totally mess it up. Um, I could they have been spread out more? Sure. Um, also, the title is too long. It's yes, my only it other critique. Like, so you got to shorten that. I, yeah. Got to make it more upbeat and catchy, man. I agree. To the point. But it was, it was, it, it, it's something different for them, which I appreciate that they like took a risk here. Cause I think it kind of paid off. Like it's not bad. All right. So the next song, would we call it a song? It's just yeah. like a, a random mid break. Uh, uh, what should we call it? Spotify just called it interlude. According to uh, Wikipedia, it is called I'll give it all interlude. Mm-hmm. Lead vocals of 98 Degrees. The writer is Devin Beer. No producer, apparently. It is only 39 seconds long. And you know what? Since it's so short, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it out to you guys. Because my notes, all they say is Moon Star's Heart. So I'll give you the moon at night. I'll give you the stars to light your eyes. I'll give you the sun to make just one more dawn. So another day may come. I'll give you my heart and soul. I'll be there to catch you when you fall. When you ask me what I'll give you, girl, I'll give it all. Yeah, totally, totally. Do they perform this in concert? I feel like when I heard it, it sounded, or is it because it's kind of like a clip of another song? I don't remember. Them just singing. Yeah, it's just harmony. You know, that's what they do all the time. Let's just break up this album with a really quick. 40 seconder. I needed a break. I was, I, I marked this as one of my favorites. Seriously. I'm like, oh, thank God it's short. And oh my God. Bad. Really? I skipped this part. So I was like, I don't need to listen to this. Who cares? So I just moved to the number six. Did you? I, yeah. I just said, it's very pretty harmonizing. They did, they did a good job. And, and it was short and I loved it. Um, beautiful. Unnecessary. But I would just like to say that that is not an, an offense to 90 degrees. I think all interludes are unnecessary. Even that stupid one on that Backstreet Boys album, it's a waste of my time. Interlude. The one with Kevin stalking? No, no. No, the but... unsuspecting Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. It's on the Unbreakable Unbreakable album. album. And they start with an interlude, and it's stupid. Usually stupid. What exactly is an interlude? It's just like a- I don't know. It's a waste of my time. It's an intermission on the CD. <laughs> it's trying to bring you back to some goodness. Here's it's a few unnecessary. Things. It's a bathroom and... break. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, their nice. voices. they sound nice. They're talented singers, but it's like I quit wasting my time. Let's get to the next song. Well, according to the dictionary. An intervening period of time, enjoying a lunchtime interlude, a pause between acts of a play. Oh my god. Something performed during a theater intermission. So essentially it's an intermission. Oh, what is it in music? That's what I said. Okay. Interludes are usually short tracks that aren't standalone pieces, and their forms are as varied as the artists who choose to include them. A tradition stretching back decades. Interludes are found in all genres of music yet are often a staple of R&B and hip-hop albums. Ah, there it is. Okay. And this, well, we're not in an R&B or in 
In but here, uh, well, according to Wikipedia, the it is pop and R and B is the genre of this album. Yes, so, I, I I tried explaining to Kenny today about who Ninety Eight Degrees is because he didn't really get what where they fit in the boy band realm, right? So what I kind of explained to him was like, okay, so you know how like Lou Perlman made a boy band. Right. Yes, he definitely did. And yes. and they they were transcontinental records, right? I think. Yes. Okay. And then eventually Jive and all that other band. stuff. Yeah, that that's record company. Yes. That's yeah, that's what I'm yes, trying to say. So Lou Perlman had in, had intercontinental records. Who did Insync, Backstreet, O Town, right? So so Motown owned 98 Degrees, and that was that was like their answer to the boy band kind of, yes, right so motown is mostly r&b mostly like like um yes. you know uh the okay so so like they came from a different place you know what i mean so that's why 90 degrees has more ballady stuff because like these guys motown records they're the ones who did like um boys to men and all that right so that that's like where they're like okay so yeah that's where their so, bread and butter is yeah yeah so like uh Whereas Lou relied more on looks, Motown relied more on talent. Okay. For sure. So, yeah. so these guys are very good singers, but they're not like, they're not the abs men. You know what I'm saying? Well, some of them are. Jeff Timmons definitely Well, I mean, like, okay, fan. yes, but just. Okay. All right. I'm I more, get what you're saying. I get I'm what you're saying. I'm more picking on Justin. Okay. <laughs> Chris is an insane. Yeah, but at least Chris had a bit of sex appeal in a, in his own way. In his own Chris? way, I will say. Listen, okay, he had he was the weirdo of the group. Okay, he had this little pineapple shit going on. Okay. Like you know what I mean? Like like in every boy band genre, there has to be the bad guy, the baby face. Like, like you know what I mean? Like but okay. but and, and like the blonde one or whatever, right? But like in ninety degrees, like they all had like brown hair. Except for that Justin attempt, which we won't talk about. He's blind. He remember he dyed his hair blonde. Okay, I'm just like, saying. I feel like this interlude has gone off on a way. Yeah, just just like the interlude, this was an intermission. So and now we're back. <laughs> okay. All right, we're back on track now. Thank you. Okay. I also get it. Don't. All right, moving along. Uh, now we have my everything. You are my everything. Okay, I thought there was more. There is, but so that is uh, lead vocals are Nick Lachey and Drew Lachey. So bros, oh, they're each other's everything. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Uh, uh, No, sorry, I take that back. Anyway, so uh, it was written by Nick Lachey, Baggy Bergson, and Justin Jeffrey. And it is produced by Bag and Anthor. This was actually their second single. It was released November 6, 2000. So the first one was Give Me Just One Night on a Noche, which was July 24th. So two singles came off of this album. This is the second one. I wrote, okay, so I was listening to this in the car with mom on the way here. Uh, and she wrote, she said, I like this song. That was the first comment she'd made this entire album. Una <laughs> <laughs> Noche didn't give her? Uh, you know what? I skipped over. Oh, well then. Of course. Like, I know that song. I don't have to. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote, it's another classic, a good classic song. 
great vocals. I said, it's a slow song, but it's not boring. And then I, I never noticed the bended knee part. And doesn't another boy band use that? And then this was, that was my thought this morning. On bended knee, is that he says that? Yes, yes. Uh, I think it's boys to men. Boys to men, I think. Uh, but yes, so. I know what you're talking about. My everything. Yeah. Yeah. So every night I pray on bended knee that you will always be my everything. So that's 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 very nice. It's just like it's a nice song. It's a nice romantic song. Yeah, this was a good one, actually. It's a good song. Okay. That's my My turn. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a classic. Jessica Simpson is in this music video. So it makes me to believe that this song he probably wrote for her when they were together. Aww. So I loved it. Probably. Yeah, this this was a good one. This was, I said, so good. Very pretty. Feels like a cuddle to your heart. Oh, that's so sweet. Look at you. You should write some. Uh... I know, right? Seriously. Um. Yeah. I recognize this one, obviously. <laughs> excellent, yes. excellent. Um, but I, I recognize it, but also I felt like I forgot about it. Like when Thank I you. think about 98 Degrees songs, this was not one of the ones that comes to the top of my mind. And okay. I can't even remember specifically, is this the song they serenade the people with on stage? Like when they bring the girls on stage. Is it this song they sing? Maybe. Because I can't put my finger on. I would imagine they perform it when they do do. their shows, but I couldn't specifically remember it. it And then I was like, through the chairs. And then then I was like, I'm pretty sure this is actually the part where they bring the girls on stage. And the reason that I never focus on the song is because I'm so focused on like how great it is for these girls. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, oh, that's what? so amazing. Yeah, yeah. And like, whatever. I would like to do it as well. You know, but, and I'm not focusing on the song. Yep, you are correct, my friend, because I looked back on our YouTube page. So go check that out. YouTube.com slash boy band break. And uh, when we went to go see them at Falls View Casino. The last uh, concert before the, the pandemic. In 2020. That is the song that they are serenading the girls on stage to. It's my everything. It's just like a nice moment and then they go and they sing to them and they're like you have my everything and you're just like oh and they go on bended knee in front of but them. But don't you feel like that's the reason you don't focus on the song as much because I was like why can't I remember this why don't I remember this song like I remember it but I don't remember it yes and then I'm like, I bet you it's the serenade song. And it is. And it, you know what? It is a perfect song for serenading. I think that's like yes. an excellent song. So good yeah. job. Yeah, Agreed. Good job. It was a right move to make this a single. Um, because yep. this is yeah. like the only oh, other song of, of note on here. And then I was wondering. <laughs> well, it's true. It's just, that's my opinion, guys. My, it's sorry. funny because it's true. And like, because, and then sometimes I'm just like, do we like these songs because they were singles? Or, but then, but then when you said the mom comment, mom would have never listened to 98 Degrees back in the day. So for her to yeah, like it, that means that this song like... had some merit a little bit. Yeah, true. And then I sometimes wonder, how do they pick singles? Like, do they like have like a listening party and be like, hey, did you zone out? Okay, not this one. Did you like this one? Okay, perfect. Like, you know? Um, I think singles are more determined by the record label and like they do market research of like which songs they think 
would like yeah you know attract people or like you know whatever I hear you saying sorry Diane first then Chinzia talking from what from what it seems like the very little knowledge that I have I feel like a lot of the times the bands don't have as much control over what songs get chosen as singles mm-hmm. but I mean they have a say but they don't have the final say yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true what were you gonna say I was saying like sometimes it's also like maybe the record labels are in cahoots with the writer or the producer to promote certain things or whatever but also even remember Serial Joe's last single. Yes. I haven't talked about that in a while. Uh. Last Chance at the Romance Dance, um, that album. Yeah. And then the song that you were dancing with. Completely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That song was not at all like the sound of the rest of the Serial Joe album. No. That song being a single ruined them. It did ruin them. Because... Everyone thought that they had now gone super poppy and whatever, which it wasn't. And the rest of the album is not like that. No. But the record label insisted that they wanted that song As to be the single. Yeah. And they like did all the stuff for that. And then, yeah, so there you go. There you go, my friend. So singles can actually make or break careers and things like that. So there's lots of people who are coming up with these ideas and, you know, not always the artists. But anyways, my everything, excellent. excellent yeah, good, good that job. was a good choice for us. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, You Should Be Mine, lead vocals, Nick Lachey and Jeff Timmons, spoken vocals, Justin Jeffrey. What? Uh, it was written by Nick Lachey, Paul Cruz, and Rhett Lawrence, and Rhett Lawrence is the producer, American. Uh, okay, so You Should Be Mine. So mom's comment was, I like the beat on this one, but I can't make out the words. Yes. So then I put the volume up. <laughs> um, it helped. It helped slightly, but not that much. So, I um. So I I wrote, I guess some lyrics that said, "I want to be the one to hold you tight. Uh, I want to show you you should be mine." And then I said it kind of sounded a little like digital in the chorus. I don't know. And they're I'm, definitely using auto tune on this album. Yes, and then I was singing along by the end. So, uh, but yeah, I, I did not mind this song. It was it was a fun beat. Good. Yeah, that's what I got. So, okay. Um, I put. Don't really like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote. It's okay. It's a head nodder sound. It's like I was nodding. Like you're my nodding head off to, to go to sleep. No, I'm. Not, I'm just like, eh, eh. Like kind of like elevator music. <clears throat> like, this okay. is okay. This is okay. But like, I will say, like, not like you mentioned mom's comment and it's kind of, I did notice that throughout the album and this could have been like an early two thousands thing where like in some of the songs, the, the vocals take a backseat to the music, which I was really surprised about. Um, some, some of them, you just can't hear what they're saying. And I was like, and I'm like, is this like, am I like listening to like a shitty, like, you know, like sometimes on YouTube, you know, like a, you know, like a recording of a recording, recording. I was, I was on YouTube. I was, but I was on the 98 degrees uh official verified account and it still sounded like that and i was like interesting it's just it was yeah i I noticed that throughout the album but we'll get into that later it did sound very kind of like not like digital get down but i felt like there was some digitally yeah it was it was the early 2000s yeah um this was i i can't remember if chinzia mentioned this off the top or not 
This was early 2000s. This was kind of, was this the last album 98 Degrees released before they went on hiatus? I'm just going to double check because I was wondering the same thing. Probably. There's a 2.0 that came out in 2013. So yes, this was the... Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and this is also kind of the end of the boy band era of the 90s like from about 96 97 to around 2002 ish Mm -hmm. um 2002 we really start to dip in the popularity of boy bands and like by 2003 nobody cares about them anymore ironically about 2002 uh Technically, that's the last 98 Degrees album. It was a compilation album. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so, this was the first, like, last, like, album album before the yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think, you know, because if we think about even 2001, um, In Sync was basically done. Right. Uh, Backstreet Boys were going on hiatus because AJ was in rehab. Um, why are you making that face? Sorry, I was looking. I'm going to rewind that later. She she is listening to you, I'm but also reading but other also things. Reading. Um, and O Town's kind of doing their thing, but they're obviously very different from how like your Backstreet and your In Sync was. And I think 90 Degrees was kind of like this is our chance to capitalize on Backstreet and NSYNC having to like sort of take a back seat here. Like Justin's going solo, AJ's in rehab, O-Town's kind of trying to do their thing. They're succeeding a little, but they're not really. We have more of a platform than them. We're going to try to fill this void, but they are not. And this is their own like by their own admission they are not that traditional boy band formula as Lydia was explaining yeah because they don't dance there's no choreo there's no like big production of you know out costumes and there are four guys from Ohio and all this stuff so I see what they were trying to do. And this song is a good, like, sort of example of, like, I see what they were trying to do here. Yeah. They were taking a risk, as I said, with the last kind of up-tempo song. It just doesn't fit. They, more so than any of the other boy bands, are a vocal harmony group. Yeah. And while that may not be everyone's favorite type of music like some people love it yeah yeah um while it may not be our favorite type of music that's their genre yeah Yeah. they're more of a boys to men they're more of a you know uh who's that other group that i'm thinking of like temptations kind of they they live in that realm i i get what they were trying to do I really do. Yeah. And valiant effort. Mm. It just, 
yeah it's swing and a miss i'm yeah. sorry like yeah, yeah. you know all right it's kind of like yeah it's like the it's like backstreet boys is like the coca-cola you know and uh you're saying they're like RC. They're cola. like RC cola. Like they're just like, who wants some RC? No, You're like the best. Okay. The best was when, like, two years ago. Two, yeah, I guess two years ago when the vaccine started rolling out, and like Backstreet Boys were Pfizer, in sync was Moderna, and then ninety degrees was Johnson and Johnson. I'm like, oh yes, is- oh, it's yes. just yeah. It works. It's just not the one you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, moving on, guys. Uh, so that was fair. It's a good yeah. comparison, yeah. actually. Sure, sure. Yeah. Good. All right. Good so you're number eight, buddy. Uh, you don't know. We did. You should be mine. We just did that. Did we? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, right. You don't Sorry. know. Lead uh, vocals are Nick Lachey, Jeff Timmons, written by Nick Lachey, Louis Bianchi. Bianconello, Sam Waters, and Bianconello and Waters uh, produced that. So I wrote, it was another slow one. Uh, it's another, first I wasn't sure if it was a breakup or unrequited love, then I realized it was an unrequited love. Uh, it's like, you don't know how I feel about you. You don't know what it's like. It's kind of like all that kind of thing. So then my thing was, here's an idea. If she doesn't know, tell her. Hashtag communication. Stop pining over someone who doesn't know that you love them. Whatever. Just, you know what? Take that risk. Go for it. If it works, amazing. If it doesn't work for you, you're not wasting your time on this unrequited love that is going nowhere and you're building up in your head. And then that is that this is advice what, to yourself? I'm just, this okay. is advice to I have no unrequited love. Uh, and then mom said, uh-huh. I like the lotion from the hotel. And I was like, <laughs> I thought she was talking. I thought she was talking about the song. Okay. I know like, I really like the lotion from this hotel. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Way to pay attention to the song. Thanks, Mom. Fun. So, yeah, Thanks, so Mom. I thought that was pretty funny. That's funny. Notes. Oh um, but yeah, that's kind of like, like, you know, you don't know how I feel living my life without you. I'm loving you. I'm giving you my love. You don't know. I'm like, what? Well, let her know this stuff. Go on. Yeah, yes, I suppose you you're right. I suppose you're right. And you wouldn't have a nice slow song. Just, you know, just communicate. Communicate. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Sophia. Sophia. Okay. I wrote, you don't know, boring, LOL. You don't know, a skip, LOL. Ooh. Oh, man. Harsh. I said slow song picks up in the middle, then it becomes a power ballad. It's a bit of like a like a chess slapper, not like a Celine Dion chess oh slapper. God. It's like a yeah. yeah. You're trying to kill yourself. I know. It's just this one actually kind of reminded me of No One Else from Comes Close from Back to Ah, interesting. I'm like it was pretty good. I just kept thinking of Backstreet Boys. Oh. Yeah. That's a good song. Um, That's a good song. Yeah. Kind of building off Chinzia's point is where, where I was kind of going with this song. Yeah, I enjoys her emotion. No. <laughs> I think I would have liked this song more if I heard it when I was like 15. Okay. Uh, is what I was thinking. Because and it makes sense because I mean obviously who is the song marketed towards? It's marketed towards young teenage girls who realistically 
aren't really going to like you know especially in those in 2001 gonna like go out and like tell someone how they feel like a lot of the times as an angsty teen you're like oh i can never tell the person that i love that i love them because you know whatever they're too popular for me or they're this or whatever someone else is dating them like it feels very teen drama Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, I feel like this is like a this is a song for teenagers and then and, and good for them. Like I I think at that at an angsty teen time I would have really liked this song was my thought. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So moving along to our next song. Our next song, Dizzy lead vocals, Nick uh Drew Lachey, Nick Lachey rap. Justin Jeffrey, uh, Yay. Nick and Drew Lachey wrote it, and uh, Rhett Lawrence also wrote it, and he produced it. Uh, so, oh, this was the song. Okay, I got the songs mixed up. This is the song. This I is the one that, yeah, this one. This I was is the one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This one was upbeat, and I it gave me digital get down vibes. Uh, I get next to you, and I get dizzy, dizzy. Um. Wait, I just remembered room. something. What did you read that was so shocking? Oh, it wasn't like shocking. Do you want me to get to that part? Do you, do you want to do the, It was just, it was kind of like what happened during that era. Oh, okay. It's like a quick it, was a, it was just a timeline of 90s. Just like a quick little timeline of that album. Which you can do it after. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I get dizzy, dizzy, spinning round and round, feet don't touch the ground. I thought it was a kind of like a fun song. So that, uh, I thought it was kind of catchy and fun, so. There you go. But also, I was dizzy at the time because I was trying to write these while driving in a ooh, car on the highway, ooh, and I was feeling ooh. kind of nauseous. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a full body experience. Yeah. All right. I gotta get those glasses. You know, the ones that are like big white ones that have like the liquid in them. I don't think those. Really? I don't know. I've seen them. Okay. Right. Anyways, go ahead, Soph. Um, I just put okay song. I put lots of auto tune in this one. Wish this one was faster. The voices are quieter than the music on this track. Even the rap verse, you can't really hear. Now that I know it's Justin, I really don't want to hear it. But <laughs> Yikes, man. Like the, 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 yeah, it was just really, yeah, not, not for me. It was a bit cringe. Mm. Um, and like, remember what I was saying about the second song being good? Like, hmm. Mm. It's, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like maybe if you put that song later and put one of these <clears throat> not as good songs. I don't know. There is a theory that says you should front load your album with like your better songs because you want people to keep listening. If you put a cringe song right in the beginning, people are gonna be like, no, everything else yeah. after this is shit. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like like this is really making me wanna not keep listening. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I will uh, say, like, this is it's this this is this CD is like a sign of the, the times, right? Because okay. like if you think about it, I was trying to explain to, to Kenny, right? I'm just like, back in my day, you you would go into you'd hole into a studio and you'd do 12 songs and you're like, oh god, I hope one of them is fucking good. And you'd release it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas, like, nowadays, like, BTS, did you, like, what, five songs? Yeah, eight. 
right? And like, and and you know, they're coming out more Fast and Furious. You can sell single songs on a digital platform. Like, it just it's so like it's this is so different than what is now, right? So I mean, like, it's kind of like it sucks to because we're judging by today's standards. But yeah, ugh, this was yeah. And I do feel that like, yeah, there was kind of a pressure back then to have like 10 plus songs minimum You had to. Mm -hmm. versus now, like people are cool to put out like eight song albums and, but like actually make sure that all eight songs are really good. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's true. Maybe the fact that there are killer, no killer. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that there are some songs that are just filler like this is good enough yeah um is why it, that kind of happened more with like old school albums yeah mm-hmm. moving along next song the way you do lead vocals drew lachey nick lachey written by drew lachey jim kimball and tommy lee jones not that tommy oh, no, no different tommy lee jones <laughs> tommy lee james buddy can you imagine James, so it is an entirely different person with a different name. Yeah. Uh, it was produced by Bag and Anthor. Uh, okay, so the way you do, I wrote not to be confused with the, the way, way you do me. me. Oh, I know. It makes me say, I kept thinking that together. Too. So yeah. that was nothing like it. It just has similar words in the title. Correct. Uh, I go it slower. And I said, the way you dot, 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 no one else makes me. Uh, okay so it's like the way you laugh at what i say the way you look at each new day the way your tears fall right on cue that's what i love about you no one else knows me by heart takes me where i can reach the stars makes me believe in love the way you do so i thought when i was listening to this song because it kind of like the sound kind of like picks up i feel like it reminded me of a 90s rom-com montage Ooh. So like i can see like this like them falling in love and now they're at the park walking hand in hand and oh look i spilled something or whatever like this is what it kind of it sounded like it would make a good 90s rom-com montage and okay. I a nice sound to it so I, I liked the way i like the words it kind of was like it was cute like you know like you know so i thought that was kind of cute hmm. right so i put not bad all right <laughs> i put slow song again Kind of cute, though. There's a lyric that says, that's what I love about you. I'm like, all right, that lyric is pretty, I guess. But Another ballad! It feels more 98 degrees, though, especially compared to the song that they put right before it. Like, as much as, like, I usually prefer up-tempo songs, this sort of felt like, oh, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that last thing was like, oh, I tried on these pants. They're a little too tight. And then this was like, ah, I put my leggings back on. This is Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next song is Always You and I, uh, written by Nick Lachey and Rhett Lawrence, produced by uh, Rhett Lawrence. I wrote, it is another ballad. Uh, I wrote, I'll always promise to be by your side. Always you and I, you're not alone. I'll be your light so you can see. I'll be your shining star to guide you. Like all these things. I thought it was very warm and fuzzy. And I thought it was it was just like a nice song. It's like, you're not alone. You have like your significant other is there for you and stuff. And then it was just like, oh, I wish I had someone. 
for this, but yes. But, but, it, but it made me feel warm and fuzzy. It didn't make me feel like a loser. It was a nice song. Hmm. That's where I went with that one. Um, again, I put not bad. I put, you guessed it, another slow song. <laughs> I'm like, it's cute, but now they're all starting to sound the same. It just reminded me of, you know, kind of like in Diane's house, how she has that sign, like you're the peanut butter to my jelly or whatever like that. Like, that's what this song reminded me of. It's like, you know, like, I got you, babe. Like, we're good. Not like, I got you, babe. Not that I would, just I would like, gladly you know, take that there. song. <laughs> okay, but that's I sweet. complete you on the other part. Okay. I'll help you out. Whatever. That's sweet. That's yeah. Sweet. I'm kind of with Lydia like it's nice but it very much blended in with the song before it and again that could have just been my tiredness um but I just was kind of like these songs are the same song twice yeah and it's nice but like maybe we didn't need both of them Agreed. I gave them both stars, so I don't they, know, man. We needed some variety on this album, you know? And yeah. That's kind of where... This is just their sound. Well, but right. well again, and, or mix it up. Like, move one of them somewhere else yeah. in that track listing. Like, yeah. don't put yeah. these two songs beside each other. I don't know. They were just too similar for me. All right. Fair. 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 I think that's All true. right, so the last track on the regular album uh, is Never Giving Up. This was written by Anders Baggy, Anthar Bergeson, Justin Jeffrey, and Jeff Timmons, and Bag and Anthar produced it. I uh, mom said it sounds like something you'd play at a yoga retreat. And then it and she's like, okay, not a yoga retreat. Like that's like the very beginning had some sounds. My comment is not Rick Astley. Never gonna give you love. I thought it was like the Gill song. Never get now. Oh, my heart is in it. Like that guy. I was. I don't know. Gill is like a really random musician. German artist. Anyways, so in it, I wrote. I guess this is the lyrics. Tried a thousand times to win your love. It's never enough. I'm never giving up. Whatever. So then, my my advice is, my bro. Move on and find someone who values you. Yeah, but again, mm. Chinzia, I have to say to Give this, up. these are marketed towards teenagers. I get it. You but can't like... think logically as a 40-year-old. You have to think, like, I'm marketing these songs at, you know, 14, 15-year-olds. Like, I guess, but, like, if any 14 or 15-year-olds are listening... You know what? If this person is not coming back to you and they're not loving your unrequited love here, move on and find someone who values you and appreciates you. Some good advice. Have some self-respect and worth. So Chinzia's advice, which she does not take herself. I was going to say, Chinzia! That if you like someone, you should just tell them. Yeah. And that if someone is treating you badly, you should just leave them. Right. Or yes. not. Interesting. Yes, interesting. You know what? Maybe isn't the it? 98 Degrees album is opening my eyes to the world. But it's okay. Uh, okay, Sophia. Okay. I wrote, not great, lol, but it is over. Ah, no, you wow. thought. That's what you thought. Jesus. There's two, 
bonus songs. Oh, why do you listen to this? Okay, I did. Okay, all right. Um, I just said I wish this song was faster. There was overuse of the breathing sound, like your dog <laughs> is taking a drink on a hot day. Sounds like <laughs> like panting. I don't remember that. It says Nick's voice should have been way more prevalent than the group's vocals. There's not enough emphasis put in the right places on this song. You don't like it's it's like once you listen to it, you're like, I can't stop. The- <laughs> I didn't hear that part at all. Like, Honestly, oh my god, I want to like gouge out my eyeballs. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, just ah! anyways, that's right. my opinion on that song. Um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just glad it was over. Um, but I was like, I was glad it was not bad. Okay. I don't know. I was just like, ooh, it's the last song. Okay, yeah. I, I guess they didn't end on a ballad, and that was my only, you know, little like, oh, okay. It's different. Sure. Nice. It's- Did you do the two bonus songs? Anyone else do the no. bonus songs? I'll just quickly talk. Let me just so tell you. The US I'm... re-release bonus track. Can okay. you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine a uh, very mor- morose song, something you would listen to in the rain? Okay. okay. Uh, the Canada and US release had Chance to Love You More. Yep. Another ballad. Again. It's okay. And then apparently the Japanese version also had a song called Never Let Go. I don't know. I I'm going to assume that. it's another ballad. Sure. It's about Jack and Rose on the Titanic. Uh, so it hit actually number two in Canada, number two in the US, number 40 in Australia, 26 in Japan. Uh, it ended and the year-end charts at 83. Nothing that exciting. Went platinum in Canada, sold 100,000 units. Two times platinum in the US, sold 2 million units. Um, and then the quick thing that I was going to read was on this. So in the 98 degrees section of Wikipedia, uh, 2000-2002 was the revelation. Uh, the group scored a Billboard Hot 100, number one single in the U.S. with the single Thank God I Found You, collaboration with Mariah Carey and Joe. Do you guys remember this song? Nope. Nope. The single went gold, selling 700,000 copies. It stayed at number one in the Hot 100s for one week, in the Hot 200s uh, for 51 weeks. The single went to top 10 in the UK and received a Grammy Award for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals for the same song. In the summer of 2000, 98 Degrees released the first single of their new album, Just Give Me One, Give Me Just One Night, Una Noche. Single went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and was certified gold. September, uh, the album was released, Revelation, peaked at number two and went two times platinum. The band's next singles were My Everything, which is what it said on the Revelation page, but then it didn't say that after that, The Way You Want Me To was also a single. Ah, so that's weird that the other page is... It. So they both reached the top 40. So that's maybe that's why I know that song. Maybe it was... Uh, it said, September 2001, the band appeared at Madison Square Garden alongside Luther Vandross and Usher, singing Michael Jackson's hit song, Man in the Mirror. Ooh, nice. The performance was part of the show to celebrate Michael Jackson's 30th, 30 years as a solo artist. Nice. And in 2002, 98 Degrees released a compilation album called The Collection with the new single, Why Are We Still Friends? The single reached top 40. And at that point, the group had sold over 10 million records and released 12 singles. So that's that. I'm just going to do a super quick, 
because I mentioned this at the beginning that the still loving 98 degrees uh, group. So you guys, do you want to pick uh, your songs first? Wait, I have, I have one more thing. Yes, sorry. I, uh, 98 degrees is the excuse for slow dances at teen parties. <laughs> Almost all the songs on this ballad, on this album seem very ballady. It plays into a trope that is no longer relevant in today's youth. All right, so do you guys want to say your top three first? Do you want me to say what other people want to say? Yeah, let's do the top three, and then if you like that, it's okay. All right, who has three? I say... Okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, Give Me Just One Night, followed by The Interlude and My Everything. (laughs) (laughs) The Interlude, I love it. That's amazing. Okay, mine is Give Me Just One Night, Una Noche, The Way You Want Me To, and My Everything. The singles. Mine is the same as Sophia's. You know what? For some reason, I didn't hit on an option for some reason. And then, what, I, put, and then I put the two songs near the end, The Way You Do and Always You and I. I don't know. Maybe are I was getting asleep? nostalgic near the end of the song, the <laughs> okay. albums. So those are the ones that okay. I chose. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So okay. Uh, the Still Loving 98 Degrees group. I asked, I said, hey, we're doing a review. What it, do you have any fun memories or facts about the album or what's your favorite song? Very short. There's not a lot. Okay, good. Uh, so Christine said, uh, my fave, The Way You Do and You Don't Know are my favorites. I went to the taping of the first Listen Live for this album. So apparently they nice. did a Listen Live. So, that's so they did a Listen Live and still proceeded with this album. <laughs> yeah, we- <laughs> When they do a, an album release ahead of time, they do the thing. The fans probably love yeah. it. Let's be real. If you went to this in would have liked the 2000 album. and Nick Lachey was there in his fucking prime being like, Lydia, do you love hey, this album? Do you love, do you love this album? <laughs> like, yes. Yes, 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 I do. It's so okay. Yeah. Everything okay. you do is amazing. Yeah, here's the thing I'm saying that there's also, there's probably a video somewhere of them taping listener, like fans listening to their album. It was like a listening party or something. So like that's pretty cool. So cool, Christine, that you got to do that. Uh Robin or Robin. Uh she said, My favorite my my everything is my favorite. Uh just love and repeat Una Noche. Yeah. My wedding song was actually my everything. I met them and I told uh when I told them, Jeff was surprised. He said, People usually choose I do. Yeah. Um, oh, and Nick is my lover boy, LOL. My husband calls him that, and it has stuck ever since I told my husband I've been in love with that man since I was 16. Aww. Nick Lachey is Robin's lover boy. Uh, Liz says, the album brings back memories of my past relationship. We were just friends when he came home to visit on a military leave, and we watched the video to My Everything uh, together. He saw Drew in his military uniform driving home to his wife and said, look, it's me coming home to you. And that, and that was the day he told me how he felt and we started our relationship. Oh, Unfortunately, nice. we broke up, leaving me crying, listening to yesterday's letter. Oh, so now I listen yeah. to these songs and think of that relationship. So there you go. Sorry. So Sorry. Romantic moment with Liz. And then they were also there for the heartbreak. So there you go. Uh, Kimberly says, my favorite song is my everything. And I met them at the store in the Virgin Mega Store the day it came out, which was my 15th birthday. Oh. I ended up dancing to it at my wedding on November 6, 2010, which is the same day it was released as a single, granted 10 years later. So that's kind of cool. So that's yeah, because uh, I guess it was released in 20, 2000 and now 2010. Uh, somebody else just said they love all the stories. Somebody showed their hat that they recycled for the Pop 2K tour. Um, Tara says, my favorite song is Stay the Night. 
I remember them. I remember them coming to Toronto for promos at Much Music and a listening party at a movie theater. I was lucky enough to live in Toronto at the time. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Kara says the whole album is my. I love the whole album. My two favorite songs are "Never Giving Up" and "The Way You Do." Love those songs. Um, I don't, and then <laughs> Palace says "Revelation" is my favorite 98 Degrees album from "Una Noche" to "The Way You Want Me To," from "Stay the Night" till "I'll Give It All," my everything to "Dizzy," from "Always You and I" and "Never Giving Up." I can say I love all the songs in the Revelation album. So there you go. So well lots of people have lots of fun memories of this song. This I would just like to say yes. point out something. Yeah. But Chinsia said she didn't want our opinions to be skewed by what she read. I didn't read yes. any of these until but then. But then her opinions were skewed. Because you were part of a 98 Degrees fan club. I didn't realize. Yeah. It's a Facebook group. They're the people. That's how I was able to get the 98 Degrees board game. Go watch yes, I know. I know this. That, episode, that board yes. game cost us a lot of money. Yes, no. I'm just A lot saying. of Justin Jeffrey facts. Maybe her opinions on favorite songs were skewed by... Definitely not, because I have no memory of anything. But... <sighs> I mean, okay. Most of them were the songs that you guys you didn't liked, pick Una Noche. You picked a, two songs that these people the mentioned. End. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Una Noche. Okay. Una Noche is a good song. But no, it's a good song. Okay. Well, combine those two songs at the end that you guys thought were the same song, anyways, as the one pick, <laughs> and then we'll have Una no, Noche. No, no, you, you made your choice. It. It's okay. We were just surprised. I'm not mad. Sure. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Pandering to the fan club, Chinzia. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. The fan club like those songs. What are you oh my gosh. About? It's okay. Don't worry. That's crazy. All right. All right. Anyways. Anyways, shout out to 98 Degrees fans that are still here. We do love them. And kudos. Shout out to Jeff Timmons for always liking things. And we love him. Yes. Uh, love shout to have you on to, our podcast. And Nick Lachey for being gorgeous. Keep it up, buddy. And if anyone wants to go see the Christmas shows with three quarters of 98 degrees, go check those out. Uh, a boy band Christmas. Yeah. A boy band Wait. Christmas, right? Yes. Not to be confused with a, a boy, boy band, band holiday. holiday. You know, I still never watch that. Anyways, <gasps> uh, thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.